in Brabander. And we're going to uh, talk about the Parsha a little bit, and then also try to see if there are insights that we might apply to the fact that today was Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Tavshin Pei Gimel, 75 years of Midinat Yisrael, many of which were glorious years. You know that the Balatanya said that the Parshat HaShavuah gives us a kind of inkling into where we stand in the world. If you look carefully at the Parshat HaShavuah, so as to how we understand the Balatanya, you can find yourself in the parasha someplace. And it's important to kind of look for that place for each and every one of us. So first we'll look at the end of the parasha of Shmini. You know, we've Shmini, and then Tazriya Mitzorah, and then Achrimot Kedoshim. Our parasha this week, the two parashiyot of Achrimot and Kedoshim. Let's start from the end of the parish of Shmini. You remember that the parish of Shmini lists the animals that you can eat, that you can't eat, uh, fish and, and, and uh, birds. Uh, the the parish is pretty extensive on these matters. And then there's a summary. There's a summary which begins in Vayikra Perikyut Aleph, Pasuk Memhe. Pasuk Memhe, here it is. Underlined. 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 Hashem, Hamalaitem Eretz Mitzrayim brought you up. May Eretz Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. Malaitem. I mean, it's a kind of little strange, and Rashi will help us. Malaitem, but derechlal in general, the Torah, when the Torah mentions Yitziat Mitzrayim. It says, "Hamotzi etchem me'eres mitzrayim." Means you know, east and west, here and there. Not hamale etchem. What is hamale etchem me'eres mitzrayim? So I mean, just keep that in mind till we look at Rashi. Liot lachem leluhim. There's a common phrase in the Torah. Liot lachem leluhim. What does that mean? It doesn't just mean that God wants to be your God, but God wants to be the God of Israel to the exclusion of all others. And that was always difficult for B'nai Israel, at least until the time of Ezra. It was always difficult. He said, identity. Who is Hashem? Why the God is talking? The one who brought us from Eretz Mitzrayim, in order that he becomes exclusively our God. And then, Tama, V'yitem Kedoshim, Ki Kadosh Ani. Kedoshim. You know, that's the the word that is so important at the beginning of the parish of, of Kedoshim, the second parish of the Shabbat. And what is Kedoshim? What does Kedoshim mean? So we know this Machloket Rashi and the Ramban. Rashi says Kedoshim is the result of doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be, you know, keep the mitzvot, 
avoid the transgressions, and if you do that, you are kiddoshin. And ki kadoshani means that somehow we accommodate ourselves by we accommodate ourselves to the way Hashem thinks about things. We are kind of connecting to God. We're not just doing God's will, but we are connecting to the way God is. Now, I admit that I would have difficulty in explaining that, but somehow intuitively, it seems to make sense that if the Torah is the way Hashem thinks about things, so doing what the Torah wants us to do should be bringing us closer to the way God thinks about things. Okay? So that's ki kadosh ani, that somehow all of the Torah enables us to imitate Hashem. And to, by imitating Hashem, we also give ourselves the opportunity to come closer to come closer to Hashem. And that, after all, is the primary desire of most religious people. I mean, it's not just about what you do, but it's sort of about where you are when you do what you do. And that's always been, it's always been a topic, something that the Jewish people were interested in, in different ways the Kabbalists in their way, and the non-Kabbalists in their way. But both of them, both of these groups of people thought that Hadosh uh, Ani means something that I can access. I, I can understand it. I, I can come to it. Pasuk Mem Vav. I have given you Zot, Zot pointing to something. Zot is a dectic particle. It points at Torata what I've just taught you. Which animals can be eaten, which animals cannot be eaten, which birds, which birds cannot be eaten, all the creepy, crawly things in the waters. Or the whole nefesh and all the things that come out of the ground on the on earth is everything has its place. Some things are tahor and some things are tameh. That's the language that's used in the parasha. Tameh means stay away from it. Tahor means get together with it. Pasuk mem lahavdil, new word. Lahavdil. What is the word lahavdil? Lahavdil to separate, to distinguish. Beina tamei, beina tahor. Using those words tamei and tahor. Or beina chaya neachelot bechaya shelot yachelot. They said lahavdil. All of that comes under the category of lahavdil. And I'll tell you later on. But right now, I want you to remember that lahavdil is part of the one of the words that is used to describe the creation of the world. Because the entire world was covered with water and HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated and made part of the world water and part of the world dry land. That's Lahavdil. There was a world in which everything was light. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, no, there'll be 
a lot of lights part of the day and less lights at night. So Lahavdil can't help reminding us of, of the creation itself. The creation was also, besides being Yesh Me'ayin, besides being something from nothing, oof, it was also Lahavdil. And here the Pasuk is telling us clearly that if we do Lahavdil, we do Lahavdil. We're doing what God did. Because we're doing it because God told us to do it. Not because we want to do it. It's not the chart of chemical elements. It's something that God directed us to do. That we can create a distinction. We can emphasize the tahor, the pure. It's in our hands. It's in our hands to do it. How? We just have to know the distinction. We don't have to eat them. We just have to know them. You have to know that there are things that you can eat and you know that you can't eat. And that's the way Hashem thought about it. So let's look at, at the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. Remember he said, Rashi says a simple, straightforward, well-known type of commentary. And he says, the reason that you left Mitzrayim was in order to do the mitzvot, the kablu mitzvotai, that you will accept the mitzvot, accept the mitzvot when the Torah was given to B'nai Yisrael. That was, that was their part. Along comes Rashi, and Rashi says, that there's another interpretation. Not only is there another interpretation, but Rashi says, I, Rashi say it's important for you to know the other interpretation. Not because the first interpretation, interpretation is wrong, but it doesn't give you the full force of the Pasuk. So the full force of the Pasuk, according to Rashi, is this, the Varacher. Oh, I have something to add. Ki Hashem That's what it says of the Pasuk. I bring you up, up, from down to up. So it's Ma'aletchem, from Egypt to any place. Any place is Ma'alet. Whenever Kodesh Baruch Hu mentions Yitziat Mitzrayim, Kodesh Baruch Hu always says, Vodzeti, I tip you out, meaning east to west. It actually was west to east, I guess. West east from Egypt. In this Pasuk, and only in this Pasuk, does it say Hamalek. So there's a question. How come? How come the Torah deviates from its plan, from regular, from the way we always do it? Why? Tana, the very Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael calls it Tana. Right? Tana meaning like the greater authorities. 
the greater authorities, if I had not brought them up out of Mitzrayim, in order that they should stay away from creepy little animals that should not be eaten, as is the fact with other nations, that would be it. It would make them different enough Maluta Higavayu, Maluta, it's an advantage for them. It's an advantage for them. The Zehul is shown Ma'alek. So the language, Rashi is making a comment. As you know, it says Ma'alek. It doesn't mean the, the people physically went from low to high. It meant they were improved. They were changed. They were given an opportunity. And that opportunity was Maliuta Igabayu. It was something special for them because they suddenly became aware of a distinction that they didn't know about before. And what was that distinction? So that's what Raji says. Suddenly they knew something. They had a key that gave them access to the way a Baruch thought about it. That even in the created world, there were distinctions. And if you wanted to get to, if you wanted to get to uh, uh, a higher level of devotion, you had to know the distinctions you have to know the distinctions so again if you look at the sukim again let me just erase that okay the psukim say this Key is like a word that connects you to, to what happened before. So what happened before? What was in the parish of Shmini? All the lists of the animals that are acceptable and those that are those that are tahor and those that are tamay. Were the animals, the 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 the, uh, the fish, the birds, all of these things, all of these groups can be distinguished into tamay and tahor. Why did I give all of this to you? I mean, after all, it would seem that just by eating the things that are forbidden to us to, us to eat, uh, that doesn't indicate that something terrible is going to happen. doesn't indicate that at all. We eat them kiddoshim. So you'll become Kiddoshim. And I told you there's a Machloka Drashi in the Ramban. Right? At the beginning of the parasha of Kiddoshim, our parasha. Rashi says Kiddoshim means you do the mitzvot. And you, that's who you are. If you stay away from whatever you're supposed to stay away from, for example, and forgive forbidden sexual encounters. So then, you're kadosh. 
you're, you're like in the community of sacred people. The Ramban, it would seem, disagrees with Rashi. And he says that Kedoshim is a status independent of righteousness. A righteous person is a person who does what he's supposed to do and avoids doing what he should not do. But somebody who's called Kedoshim, the, the, the sacred, that community is a community uh, that looks for ways to add on. It's not enough to know what HaKadosh Bohu thought about the world that was created, according to the Rambam. But it's important for us to kind of improve that awareness of distinctions. I will see that in Rashi at the end of the Parsha of Kedoshim. But this is the end of the Parsha of Shmini. Now, here's the end of the Parsha of Kedoshim, the Parsha of this week. Vivdaltem, Vivdaltem. You will distinguish, you'll make Avdalah. Remember that in the previous parsha, Pasuk Mem Zayin, Pasuk Mem Zayin, Lahavdil, Benatameo Benatahor, Perikav Pasukave, Vivdalten, Bema Bematur Alatvea, emphasis. If Dalten, it's a thing that you can do, you can create this distinction. You can make it into something that's real, even though nobody outside of the Torah will understand it. We're talking about Beimot. That's what we're talking about. And don't defile yourself by ignoring this distinction. You shouldn't define your soul, defy your souls, either with animals or birds or anything that creeps around on the ground, which I have separated for you and classified them as tamay. So again, Pasuk Mem Zayin, Lavdil Bena Tamei Bena Tahor. Pasuk Kavhei, Vivdaltem Bema Bema Atorah The end of that Pasuk, Asher Hivdalti Lachem Litamei. So it emphasizes the fact that Havdalah is divine. God did it. God did it. I mean, sometimes when God does things, we know why. If God separated the waters and put them in one place and let the dry land in another place, we understand. We can't live in the water. We don't have that ability or that, but we can live on the dry land. So we're very happy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated the waters from the dry land. And here again in the Pasuk it says, Asher hivdalti lachem litamei. I gave you access to it, HaKadosh Baruch said. You can connect to it. You can see what it is that, it, that God is thinking about. Pasuk 
V'yitem li kedoshim, and then you will be for me kedoshim. I told you, Rashi says A, and Ramban says B. Kadosh ani Hashem, that it is possible to see the word kadosh as applying to Hashem. V'avdil etchem min hamim. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? To be the people of Hashem? You have to separate yourself from the other peoples in the world, Liotli, to be mine. In order to be with God, you have to eat kosher. You can't not eat the wrong thing. You can't eat the wrong things. Again, the pasuk, Vavdil etchem min ha'amim, but it's not true that everybody is the same. It's not true that all people are. People have capacities, and even people who never received the Torah don't know about the Torah. They can certainly be good people. They can uh, uh, accept the the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach, the Noachite laws. They can be good people. There's no argument about that. But they can't be the people of God. To be the people of God, you have to have. You have to be able to say, "Avdil etchem bin haamim liotli," that the havdalah is not something that is accidental, but it's liotli. Let's look at the Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. You see it? Rashi. Rashi is good. I couldn't find any matching places. Rashi. A para is a para, and a chamor is a chamor. So everybody knows the difference. Any child knows. So what does it Everybody knows it. You can eat the meat of a cow, you can't eat the meat of a donkey. So for this, you don't need the great Torah scholarship. So what is we've dealt them? We've dealt them. What does it mean to say we've dealt them? Doesn't mean lavdil bit bein paralechamosh. Are they moved alim and ikarim and rashi and rashi's lingo? They are self-defined. You see them. You know who they are. You don't need any extra help. There's such a thing. You made them tahor. You made them tamei. How so? Because we know the halacha of shechita. The, 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 the shechita has to slice the corner and Vesha, the windpipe and the esophagus. And the halacha is that it has to be at least 50%. The slice that you make in the windpipe and in the esophagus has to be a 50% or more slice. 50% or less is no good. So, that's called Torah Lecha. If you can make it Torah, the Me'alecha, you make it Tamei. 
בין שנשחט רובו של סימן ונשחט חציון. That was the שיילה. Somebody come to, came to ask you, what is it? Is it רובו של סימן? Is it mostly, mostly the sign, which is the windpipe and the esophagus? לנשחט חציון. Is that possible? That it's only a half? So imagine that, how much, how much it differentiates the majority from exactly half. The width of a hair, not too much. So here we're getting it. We're getting a little extra help for Rashi. Rashi Just as HaKadosh Baruch told us, there's a para. You can eat the, the meat of the para. And there's a chamor. You can't eat the meat of a chamor. The Kodesh made lists for us. But it's not just that we can eat this and should avoid that. But we are through the halacha in the same position deciding whether this para will go into the category of tahor or into the category of tameh because after the cow is slaughtered by a by a shochet of course by a slaughter after the cow is slaughtered there may be a question that comes up how was it was it okay was he able to slice through the esophagus and the windpipe such that 50 percent of those pipes uh, or more are are cut down or not and who decides that who decides that vivdaltem that's a new idea vivdaltem means you will do it you will make the decision it's not the torah that makes that that decision was made that decision made in the parish of shemini so Rashi says, "Ain't zurich lomar bein para lechamor." We know about the para. We know about the chamor. Shayim moved alim and he karim him the para and the chamor. We all know what it is. We don't have to like go to school. Ela bein Torah lecha letme alecha. So Rashi says, "Vivdal em atem." Let's know that word, that pronoun atem, was there in that sentence, but it's not. But we can think it. If It's not what it's listed in the Torah. The thing, it's not the information that the Torah gave us. That's not what that you get. You receive it. They are the Torah and the Chamorah. Well known. You're going to do it. You're going to make the Torah. And you're going to make the Tmeiah. Whether it's the majority of the Siman. Siman is either the esophagus or the windpipe. Exactly half. How much is there between the most and the exact middle? Just the hair's breadth. Finally, 
The last pasuk. The last pasuk. Pasuk kavav. We have an extra pasuk here that you get that for free. Kavav ve'idem likidoshim. Ve'idem likidoshim. The way the parasha starts off. Kedoshim ti you. Ki kadosh ani Hashem. And the at the end of that pasuk is like kedoshim. We already explained the kedoshim. Avdil etchem min ha'amim liyot li. And I will separate you from the nations of the world. And that separation, right, like separating the waters from the dry land. The only way that they could be a world is if there would be a separation. And the only way they could be Kedusha, Kedoshim Tiyu, is if there is Vavdal Etchem Min Ha'amim Liotli. Rashi. Rashi, if you separate, are separate from them, if you are distinguished, then you are mine. We love. So then you're going to be subject to destruction and exile. Destruction and exile. Second. Here. an educational point. This is Rebbe Nazaria said, how do we know that a person, Adam, Shalom Yomar Adam, that I should find disgusting Besar Chazir. I shouldn't say that. Or EFG Lilbosh Kilayim, or I just break out every time I wear Kilayim, I break out in a rash, so I don't want to do it. But he should say, no, I can wear like What should I do? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is preventing me from doing it. Talmud Lomar. I will separate you from the nations of the world to be mine. You will separate yourself from them for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I separate myself from the uh, from transgression. So you shouldn't say, you shouldn't make up a reason. You shouldn't make up a reason for Ashrus. You say it's healthy or it's not healthy, or it'll prevent something from happening, or it'll give me an advantage of some kind. That all of that is irrelevant. All of that should not be even considered. So Rashi says, Rashi says again, Loyomar, this is Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah, Loyomar, Loyomar Adam, Nafshi Katsav, I hate it. 
You know, people say that to people who have never eaten chazer in their lives, find it difficult to think. Nafshi chazer, I hate it. Oh, how can I wear a cloak made of kilayim? Ugh. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it's about. It's about the mitatio day in the highest sense. You are following God. God started you off. He started you off with this idea. that such distinctions really exist, but they only exist for the people who aspire to sanctity, the people who aspire to a different level of understanding and interpretation. And that's what, that's what the parashiyot of Shmini, Tazriah, Mitzorah, Achremot, and Kedoshim are about. They're about the fact that you could wrench Kedusha out of the world in which we live. That we really can, we really can approach things in a wondrous manner. Wondrous meaning, I just look at things and wonder how it was that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave this to us as wondrous as it might be. And I promised that I would say something about Haggad's mouth. I think I'm I'm not sure that we have entirely gotten the point. I mean, we all know that there is difficulty today about certain things. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what that difficulty is from. But there's no doubt that there are groups of people in Eretz Israel today who think in specific ways that are not at all understood by the other group. There, there are groups of people who, in spite of the glory of achievement, there are groups of people who feel that they are left behind. Then there are religious people who don't understand why foreign policy of the state of Israel is not done according to their religious understanding of things. And then there are those religious people who feel that they have to do everything that is possible to hold on to the way they imagine 
that it used to be. So each of these groups, each of these groups could learn a lot about making room for others, I think. Because they all represent, they all represent the truth. Some represent the difficulty of existence. Some represent the achievement of general culture. Some represent the achievement of, of Torah. But no one is willing, no one's willing to kind of compromise on whatever it is they think should be in the state of Israel. The Pasuk in the Hillim says, You see it? You see the Pasuk? How many years did we get? So Chazal said, well, it had something to do with David HaMelech. David HaMelech was, was destined to die when he was born, and we would miss out, history would be. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him from Metushelach 70 years. So that's like uh, average lifestyle. Now, that's being undone today to a certain extent, but it's a different discussion. But that's the tradition that we have. So, so is better than and So you see the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says there's 70 and there's 80. The Pasuk doesn't recognize the fact that there might be 75. But that would indicate to us that the state of Israel has another five years to get to wherever it is supposed to get to. So there's a Mishnah, there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avot which begins with Yudha ben Tema on the fifth parak. I mean, the numbering of this, these Mishnayot are a little bit uh, shaky. But in this, in this Mishnah, it says, it, it, it talks about a person's life as though it's scripted. And it says, it says in the Mishnah, the second thing you, the Ben Tamo said, when you start your academic career at age five, you should be learning written text at Mikra. When you're 10 years old, you should learn Mishnah. Then 13, you become obligated to do the mitzvot ben chamesh israel the talmud ben shmona israel the chuppah so some of these dates have been uh, changed around a little bit that, that's not the point the point is that it's all kind of it has to be stated clearly 
Ben Shmon Esrei Lechupa, who is 18 years old, he should get married. Ben Esrim Lirdof, he should run after. If he's not married by the time he's 20, he has to make an effort. Ben Shloshim Lekoach, 30 years old, he becomes uh, powerful. He gains power. I to explain the different ways made out by him, Lebina, right? When he's 40 years old, he gets a certain kind of understanding. Ben Chamishim La Eitzah, 50 years old, he becomes uh, a person who could give advice. Ben Shishim Lizikna, 60 years old, he gives advice. He becomes an elder, somebody that people listen to. Then it says Ben Shivim Seva. Seva is also a category of authority. And Ben Shmonim Ligvura. Ben Shmonim Ligvura. And Shmonim is extra, is an extra uh, addition. I think it seems to me that uh, this uh, formulation in the Mishnah that there are step by step increments in your in your life, in the life of your family, is a hard thing to to actually plan. And the digression that exists, the diversity that exists within every community that we house in the state of Israel. Makes fixing things very difficult. Everybody has ultimate desires. Everybody feels that in some way they're not getting what they deserve. So I think that if somebody set out to fix it a little bit, I mean, what could we do? What could we sort of regular people do in order to fix the situation in the state of Israel? I think what we have to do is find a way to be accepting of another community. Find a way to be accepting of the people that in the past you disagreed with, you weren't able to uh, connect to properly. Make it a, a kind of a, an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go beyond the limits of 70 and 80. You have an opportunity, you really have an opportunity to be to look into things, I can tell you. I can tell you that uh, from that point of view, one of the great uh, 
one of the great things that happens in the state of, of Israel is the opportunity to, to go to the army. I'm not saying that I think everybody should go to the army, they shouldn't go to the army, I don't get involved with this, but when I was in the army, Sometimes I have to remind everybody that I was not a great, uh, the army did not depend on my achievement. But when I was in the army, I met all the all kinds of people that I would never have been able to meet in any other situation. Because everybody becomes kind of trapped in their own Dalad Amot, in their own, their own four cubits. And by being trapped in these four cubits, you kind of also are trapped in a way of thinking about things. And it's important to be able to listen to the other people, to hear what they have to say, and to wonder if there isn't something that you could do in order to help them and help yourself and help the people. With that, as I said, I hope that by... Uh, Bigvurot Shmonim Shana. That all of this will become clarified at least to a certain extent by the time we get to be 80 years old. A country, 80 years old. And it's not to say that I don't agree, but I do agree that the achievements of the State of Israel are absolutely remarkable. And it's hard for me to understand how anybody could imagine that they are regular. These are things that happen because they don't happen. What the state of Israel had, the people, the people of the state of Israel, of course, have achieved is something that is remarkable and something that has never been repeated in history. So we have to take, um, uh, take it as, as a, a point of strength that we've done it, and we're going to keep doing it. In order to keep doing it, we have to kind of learn a little bit about each other. And by learning about each other, we'll have something to do until we reach the desired level of Shlonim Shana. Okay, have a good Shabbos. All the best to you. Be well. Thanks, Rabbi Bravender. All the best. Shabbat shalom.